like the day after the tournament a little girl walked up to me and asked to take a picture with me and that was like the highlight of the trip like that was my favorite part of the whole thing like that was better than even winning it just to know that like a girl is like looking up to me and her name's Annie and I love her so much we still talk <laughs> welcome to the woman angler and adventurer podcast inspiring real women with a passion for fishing in the outdoors to go get their adventure on now here's your host master captain Angie Scott Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Woman Angler and Adventure podcast, kind of continuing the little series we've had going on here over the past few episodes about high school fishing. And uh, somebody recommended a young lady that I needed to feature on the show because she had a pretty big impact uh, making some history uh, not too long ago. And so we want to talk about that. And, uh, and just kind of get her perspective on fishing in high school and, uh, and possibly even beyond. But Fallon Klepper, welcome to the podcast. Hi. So thanks for coming on this morning. Um, as before we get into your accomplishments and all of that, uh, if you wouldn't mind, just give listeners a little background on how you got into the sport of fishing. Um, I got into the sport of fishing when I was like four years old with my dad because my dad like fished a bunch of tournaments and then but I was never like serious into it and then whenever I was 11 we were having family problems at the time and so that's whenever I started competing with my dad and then my freshman year of high school I started fishing for THSBA. Gotcha. So what kind of competitive fishing did your dad do growing up? Um, Just like local jackpot tournaments on our home lake. Okay. And what is your home lake? Lake Conroe. Nice. Gotcha. So you're down in Texas. And uh, so you you mentioned you kind of got into fishing competitively because you had some some issues going on. Talk a little bit about that. Like why, what what about fishing, um, you know, made you start that at that time? Um, Well, I, just because, like, there was so much stress, like, on me and my dad about it and, like, going out there, like, we always, like, put our phones up and then, like, can't talk to anybody. So, like, having, like, no stress out there on the water and just, like, being able to relax. Yeah, I think that's one of the beauties about fishing. Um, it's definitely uh, been good for my soul, but I find it it's a great release because when you're out there, especially if you're really passionate about the sport, you're really not thinking about anything else but fishing. So your first experiences when you got into high school fishing tournaments, um, talk a little bit about that process. And at that time, were there any other females on your team that fished? Um, yes, ma'am. There was one more girl on our team. Um, her name was Sophie. But she was a junior and she, like, we never, like, really, like, got along or whatever. Um, Because there's, like, I think there's 97 anglers on our team. And um, so after, like, year, after my sophomore year, I was the only girl on the team. And it was, it was weird because I was, like, okay, there's, like, no other girls. And I figured there would be. But um, fishing for that, my freshman year, I got. Um, AOI, me and my partner, Wyatt Ford, got AOI our freshman year. Oh, wow. And we have, 
we tried to get it this year, but we were unsuccessful. Well, you can't you can't win them all. That's the, the thing about fishing. It's it's uh it's super humbling at times. Um, but that's amazing that you had that kind of success right out of the gate. And uh, crazy to me a little bit um, that you have that many people, um, that many you know high schoolers fishing, and and only one or two girls. Yes, ma'am. Um, so. Let's talk about the the history that you made just uh, just a little over a year ago, um, and maybe what kind of impact that's having on getting you know cha- making that change and getting more young girls involved in high school fishing. Um, so, for those listening that don't know, Fallon uh, at seventeen made history by becoming the first female high school national champion. That was back in July of 2022. So first of all, congratulations on that. Thank you. And uh, so, you know, we're almost a year from that at this point. So since that's happened, what, first of all, how has that affected your life? It's pretty crazy because um, like the day after the tournament, a little girl walked up to me and asked to take a picture with me. And that was like the highlight of the trip. Like that was my favorite part of the whole thing. Like that was better than uh-huh. even winning it. Just to know that like a girl is like looking up to me and her name's Annie and I love her so much. We still talk. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and after that, I got to go to ICAST, which I've never been. And that was so awesome. And after that, I've been on, like, multiple podcasts. I've had mul- multiple articles about me. I've been on YouTube videos, TV shows, everything. Wow. So it's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Um, and, you know, and I heard there were scholarship offers as well. Hey, guys, I just wanted to pause for a moment and give a quick shout out to iBass360. I'm blown away by their commitment to the fishing community. They provide fishing information, guide reviews, and much more through their blog and social media posts. Not only do they support angler awareness, promotion, and information, but they also promote community engagement and responsibility. I really appreciate their efforts in promoting fishing and especially women in fishing. They also support various organizations and events including youth angling, testicular cancer awareness, diabetes, autism awareness, ALS research, and support for those fighting breast cancer through pink fishing. If you're looking for timely industry news, tournament results, lake profiles, travel tips, fish species profiles, and review for new tackle, rods, reels, and other gear, be sure to check them out. They provide a network to introduce anglers to sponsors, and tools to advance their fishing goals, and they support tackle manufacturers and local tackle shops with their social media marketing expertise. Big shout out to iBass360 for their dedication to the fishing community and for supporting this podcast. Check them out at iBass360.com and on Facebook and Instagram at iBass360. Thank you, Rob and Eric, for everything that you guys do to help us anglers and for promoting the sport of fishing. We really appreciate it.
let's talk a little bit about ICAST because I was there too. I don't know if we, we, we may have crossed paths. I don't think we met, um, mm-hmm. but it's a big show and there's a lot of people there. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was, what was ICAST like for you? Oh, very overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> but did yeah. you have a lot of people coming up to you at ICAST as well? Yes. Yes. And then a bunch of people would like walk past me and then they would turn around and be like, she just won. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So how soon was that after that happened? Um, I think it was like two weeks. Okay. Wow. Very cool. That must have been an awesome experience. And uh, I know I'd listened to some other podcasts that you've been on, and you mentioned uh, one of my favorite anglers, which is Gerald Swindle. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually got to ride along with him during the Bassmaster Classic practice day uh, a few years ago when it, not this past year, but the time before when it was in Knoxville. And uh, what you've said about him is so true. He's just the greatest guy. He does talk a lot. He's hilarious. Um, (laughs) But we kind of, we, I originally worked in the music industry and he's a huge music buff. So we really kind of bonded over music that day and have remained friends since then. Um, So I think it's cool that uh, he's one of the the anglers that you really respect and kind of would want to model yourself after as far as how he interacts with his fans. Yes, ma'am. Oh, very cool. Do you, have you been to the Bassmaster Classic? I have. Okay. Was, uh, was Knoxville your first one or? or, Nope. I went in 2017 when it was on Lake Connor. (laughs) Oh, okay. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, very cool. That was, uh, that was before my first time at the classic. So what did you think about that experience? I mean, I had no idea personally going into it that it was, Um, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun because me and my dad, the first day we actually went to like the expo and like walked around, but my, me and my dad went and we went to the expo the first day on Friday and then walked around and then washed away in. And then on Saturday, we actually went out on the lake and like got to like watch like so many people like go fish, like Ike and Ellie, Kevin Van Dam, Steve Kennedy, all those people. Yeah. And then Sunday, we went back to the expo, just like walk around and got to meet like all the anglers that didn't even make day three. And it was so much fun. And then we got to watch way in and watch Jordan Lee win. Very cool. Well, awesome. Yeah. That's, that's uh, an experience I highly recommend to anybody who uh, loves to fish. Even if you, you're not super into competitive fishing, it's just a really cool experience. Um, and it's open to the public kind of unlike ICAST. So you don't have to actually have some kind of industry connection to attend. Um, so, so yeah, very cool. Well, I want to go back just a little bit um, because we may have some young ladies out there who are listening, who are interested in getting into fishing in high school. Um, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who was maybe a little bit on the fence, not sure about it, not sure about, you know, be, be, being only a, one of a handful, of, if any other females doing it? Um, don't be scared. Because I was scared at first, and it was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had. And then, if being the only girl really isn't that bad, I mean, at first they talk a lot of crap, but at the end of it, they became like my best friends. So I gained some best friends out of it and memories that will last a lifetime. Well, cool. I know 
to balance high school and fishing competitively must be a lot of work um, because you have your studies, but then you also want to prep for your tournaments and, um, you know, give yourself the best chance of success. How did you kind of go about balancing all that? Um, I basically told myself if I don't pass, I don't fish. So I just like basically went off of that and made sure that I didn't like ever let my grade fall or even like get in a bind. And whenever I would, I would just like go talk to my teachers about it and ask them if I could do extra credit or make up work and stuff like that. So I wouldn't ever get in that, let myself get in that bind because I didn't want to put my, that stress on myself. Yeah. So it sounds like you maybe used fishing kind of as a motivator to stay on top of everything. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Well, uh, what did you all just fish in Texas or did you get to travel quite a bit as well? Um, we only fish in Texas. Okay, cool. I thought I heard something about getting to fish Gunnersville. Yes, ma'am. And then we ended up not going. Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Well, if, uh, I don't know if you've ever fished Gunnersville, but I haven't. if you ever get the chance, it's definitely a, a bucket list bass fishing destination. I've gotten to fish it a couple times now. Um, it's it's also a humbling place. It can be, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can uh, you can really catch some some nice nice bass. Yes, um, so what kind of future plans do you have? I know, I know you were, you know, have some, some, uh, education goals that you want to continue on with. Um, what about fishing? How's that going to work into your future? So I never took a scholarship for fishing. Um, I decided to stay close to home and go to school at Sam Houston, which is in Huntsville, Texas. And, I'm probably going to fish on our bass team. Okay. But I'm unsure right now. Okay. Well, cool. Well, if it works out, uh, we'll we'll hope that you do and continue rooting for you. And uh, I just think it's really cool that, you know, you, you can always say no matter what you do in your future, you made history by becoming the first female high school national champion. Nobody can take that away from you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> One other thing I almost forgot about. So I want to give a shout out to St. Croix Rods. I know they sponsored you. Um, what What do you kind of love about St. Croix Rods? That they're so easy to like communicate with. Like I can text them or email them and they will respond within the hour. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of, I've had really great communication with them as well. Um, but what about the rods themselves? Do you have like a favorite? Um, yes, I have a legend rod, a legend glass rod that I like. And then the Mojo Bass rods are my absolute favorite. Mine too. Yeah. So Mojo Bass was the first St. Croix rod I ever put in my hands. And I was, I didn't even really know a whole lot about St. Croix at the time. This was very early on um, when I first started taking up bass fishing and I was at Bass Pro Shop and I'm like, I need, I need a good rod and reel. And so I had a Bass Pro brand one in my hand and, uh, and then I just happened to walk by the St. Croix display and that little purplish color kind of caught my eye and I picked one up and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) this is so light 
and that's yes, comfortable. Is. And so I bought my first St. Croix, which is a Mojo Bass, and, and the rest is history. So I can definitely relate to uh, liking that particular line. Um, and so sensitive. Makes it, yes, ma'am, it is. <laughs> makes it a lot easier to feel those bites for sure. Yes. Well, very cool. I just want to thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your day to talk with me on the show. And I look forward to putting this episode out so everybody can hear and hopefully be an inspiration um, to others out there who are uh, maybe on the fence about it or maybe didn't even know that it was a thing that they could do. So... <laughs> Um, are you, uh, going to ICAST this year by chance? Um, no, I'm not. Ah, I just, just made my plans. I actually plan on fishing the ICAST cup this year. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how all that goes. Florida. Thank you. Yeah. Florida Lake, freshwater lakes haven't been my, my best jam yet so far. I have trouble with all that grass because I'm just not used to it. But uh, but we'll see. You never know what might happen. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much again. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you. You too. <laughs>